Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about the hows and whys of having sex outside of your bedroom. There's an anonymous quote that says, there's no rule that says that you can only have sex in your bedroom. It's your house. It's okay to use other rooms and have sex outside of your bedroom. That's right. Straight up truth. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug's really a special part of the show because it's an opportunity for mm. us to, to celebrate you, to celebrate yeah. the transformation that's happening in your marriage. And this hug came from an email message that we received that said, my wife and I have three kids between two and 10 and a fourth one on the way. Oh, wow. A good month for us, we would have sex one, maybe two times per month, which went on for nearly a decade. Mm. By the time we got to the end of the day and everyone was fed, bathed, and off to bed, there simply wasn't anything left for us. Wow, we've been there, and I think many of us who've had kids totally understand. Yeah, there are a whole bunch of you right now that are shaking your head in agreement. Yep. He goes on to say, my wife suggested that I go on a fishing trip with a buddy, and it was on that trip that we both had a bit of a breakdown and decided we were tired of the way our marriage was headed. Mm. That day, we spent hours talking on the phone, separated by a couple of states. It was that night I found your podcast and the concept of the seven-day challenge. I sent it to my wife, and she immediately said yes. <laughs> Fast forward to today, we haven't felt the need for another one, and here's why. My wife tracks in her planner each time we have sex. Well, we just told, tallied up the total amounts for 2020, and we had sex. Get this, you guys. We had sex 268 times. Unbelievable. That is J- just that is for those of you that need unbelievable. For those of you that need a quick refresher as to how many days there are in a year, it's 365. That's so, it's two thirds of the year. Two thirds of the year. Congratulations to this couple God. for getting wow. intentional. Oh my gosh. I mean, like there's a mar- I love that he's like, well, you know, here's why <laughs> you don't need to do another challenge because you know you're having sex well, like. That's more than every other day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has to be. It has to be. There's there's actually multiple days in a row there. Yeah. They're 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 making it happen. They're making it happen, and their marriage has been transformed by the intentionality. Like I want I want to be real clear here that this is one of those things where it's not just the sex because some of you are like, oh well, they just simply had sex all the time. It's what happens as a result of being intentional in the intimacies in your marriage. Yeah, and that it, it takes a lot. It, not just in your sexual intimacy, but in your emotional intimacy, in your spiritual intimacy, in your recreational intimacy, all of those have to come into play for you and your spouse to be able to have sex 268 times. And the two people behind the microphones here have not done that. Yeah. So this to me is like the amount of, like you said, the intentionality and then the taking action is superb it's amazing and just keep in mind four kids mm, or 
four kids. Three and one on the way. Right. Three and one on the way. Um, ten and under. Yeah. Right. So so just don't don't come at us with your excuses. Don't say that's an anomaly. Just take a look at what happens in a marriage when there's intentionality. And you know, recently, actually just last week, we did the five day intimacy challenge. Which was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Yes. But but here was a whole group of people that said, you know what, for one week, we're going to be super, super intentional about our marriage. Very much like this couple in the hug had been intentional for the, all of 2020, right? And, you know, with these thousands of folks that were, you know, part of it, it was just so incredible because there was this phenomenal sense of community in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. right? Of, of people encouraging each other, of, of sharing their challenges, of being in this place of support and, and just strong encouragement. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part that always blows me away about the one family Facebook group is just how they level up, especially when there's a challenge, how they just level up the encouragement for one another. And yeah. you know, there was a question that had been posted in the group that actually serves as the catalyst for this show. And, you know, again, anytime we hear something, Tony and I, our little radar screens are, you know, radars are going off and we're like, huh, I wonder, I wonder if we need to talk about this with the entire, you know, all of you that listen, Mm -hmm. that listen to the show, because the question that was asked is what is the craziest place you have ever done the deed? And so for those of you that need a translation, what's the craziest place you've ever had sex? Mm -hmm. And there were so many comments and we started seeing the comments come in. We're like, okay, you know what? We're going to do a show on this because I mean, people everywhere from, you know, the lawn at a Prince concert under a blanket to on a trampoline to driving down a dark road. Yes. While driving, um, which it, always got, when I read that one and there are a couple of those too, or maybe more than a couple, but I found that very interesting. I was like, wow, that's, we don't know any deserted roads. Like we don't, I don't know if it's a Southern California thing. I was like, yeah, deserted, I, I don't know. If that, I don't even roads? know if that's ever crossed my mind, like while driving. So that one was like, oh wow, yeah. Okay. I think that's in the ocean. Yeah, right in o- the ocean, ocean lakes, pond. I mean, water, yeah. water. Yeah, I, I love the Midwest folks in the cornfields. You know, if you're if you're not by water, go go do it in the cornfield, which. You know, right on. Yeah, people pulling off on the side of the road, and they're like, you know what? Or, uh, golf, uh, golf courses, things like that. Um, one of my favorites was on top of a fire truck. Mm-hmm. So not beside a fire truck, not in a fire truck, but on top of a fire truck. I was like, okay, there's there's a lot of intentionality there. Yes. And you know, it was so neat about hearing these stories because people were sharing their stories and things like that. Was that there was no shortage of ideas mm-hmm. on places to, ha- to have sex outside the bedroom. And we're not just talking about your home. I mean, clearly that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But but I'm sharing all of these other places to actually start breaking the mindset that sex is only in the bedroom, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and I do want to say a quick disclaimer because it's important with us being behind the microphones here that we would encourage you to obey all local, state, federal laws in regards to being out in public while having sex, right? We take no responsibility. Laws vary from city to city and state to state. So do not condone. We don't condone any activities that would be considered illegal. So that's just the checkbox on yep. all of that. We're just sharing what other people are in doing. In other words, you get caught on your own. It's on you. It's on you. But I mean, we've been adventurous even in our own marriage. I mean, we, you know, back in our days of hiking all the time, so this was pre-kids, yeah. um, we, Mount Baldy. Yeah, Mount Baldy is one of the three top or three highest 
peaks here in Southern California. And so Elise and I had done a backpacking trip. We, we had planned a backpacking trip trip over the weekend and at the top like that was our goal was to actually camp out at the top and we ended up having sex at the top of Mount Baldy I remember in a park like at dusk mm-hmm. um, that was when we were seeing my parents that that is yep in a car mm-hmm. yep and we've done in the car in a couple different places like on a deserted road mm-hmm. that the car is, is stopped yeah we, we haven't been driving I remember one time being along the coast um, Torrey Pines right there Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Because yeah. we, we were parked at the beach. Like I was thinking a different look. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I was there. I remember. <laughs> Elisa like, was giving me the, the sideways look there, wondering if she was there with me. So, yes, we, we, we have. We've done our adventures. I would say, though, it's, it's very interesting, though, over the years, that's, that's decreased. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, just as as we we go through marriage and and what may happen, you may not be as willing or as, as adventurous as you were when you first got married or in the early years of marriage. Yeah, and you know, as as this conversation was engaging in the Facebook group, it was interesting to to dig a little bit deeper. You know, why? Mm-hmm. What was the motivation behind having sex someplace outside of your bedroom? Right. And people would say things like, you know what? The adventure. Mm-hmm. It was a break in the routine. There was excitement or anticipation to doing it. There was the thrill. It was something we'd never done before. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like going back to the, you know, the cornfields or the fire truck or, yeah, I'm like, uh, th- those are things I've never done before. I can totally see it. Right. And there were a lot of people that said, you know what? Just because. Hmm. Just because, because it was there or we were there or we could, or the opportunity presented itself or just because. And, you know, it kind of got me to thinking about this whole concept of sex in marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Because one of the ways that I think marriage and especially sex is made fun of in the media or that marriage is made fun of in sex specifically is that there's this concept that your sex life gets worse after you get married that that there's nothing to look forward to after you say i do that the honeymoon is the best part of of your life of your sex life right the, the, you know they refer to honeymoon sex and you know when the honeymoon's over mm-hmm. right and there's all of this messaging around our sexual intimacy and i think a lot of that plays into uh, how are we having sex outside of our bedroom are, are we getting so into the routine into the, well, this is just the way it's supposed to be that we collectively say, well, you know what? I mean, yeah, we're just like, we're supposed to have sex in our bedroom, right? Why do it anywhere else? Cause like the bed's there and you know, clean up towel or however you tissues or whatever there. We've got the lube right there. Like it's so easy. Let's just do it there and not do anything else. But, but getting into this place as, as we were reading these stories, I'm like, but wait a minute. Who, who says that the excitement, that the fun sex, that the adventuresome sex, that the, the wild and crazy sex, who says that that's something that you only get to have in your first couple years, like while you're dating or in your first couple of years of marriage, right? Who says that? Who made that rule, right? Who, who said that you could only or should only have sex in your bedroom? Like I want to meet the person or, or find out historically, who's the person that said sex is only in the bedroom? Because 
I, I feel like it's written down somewhere because everybody really buys into that. Who says that you can't have sex in different rooms in your house? Like who are, who's made that decree that collectively married couples have bought into? And I know not every married couple, because clearly having these comments, there are lots of people not having sex in their bedroom. But I know from the work that I do as a coach, from the emails that we get here at One Extraordinary Marriage, I know a lot of you are only having sex in your bedroom, Mm -hmm. period. And and we've actually got to get to this place where we can evaluate the mindset of having this conversation with our spouse, of stepping outside of, of this and I'm actually going to say it's kind of limiting, mm. right? This limiting belief that sex is only on the bed in your bedroom, right? What can, what can we do as extraordinary couples? What can you do in your yeah. own marriage mm-hmm. to have the conversation with your spouse to say, wait, we're going to shift our mindset collectively as a team to do something different, to bring back the excitement, to bring mm-hmm. back the enjoyment, the anticipation and all the thrill and doing something new. So let's talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about mindset and marriage when it comes to having sex outside of the bedroom. And, you know, as soon as that first question, because the question actually wasn't even posted by Tony or I, right? Mm -hmm. It was posted by by one of the group members and it, it... immediately sparked this conversation between Tony and I. And, you know, we started saying, okay, well, well, what is important in having sex outside the bedroom? You know, is it, is it a conversation of, I've got to convince you, like, what, what are the factors we need to think about? Like, what does that just happen? And so many people have told me, you know, straight up, well, my, my spouse, my husband, my wife would never, like when they're telling me you can actually see the bold capital letters. My, they would never do that. And and my immediate thought as I was reading all these comments was, well, have you asked? Do you know for sure? Or is this just something that you are making an assumption about? Or is it something that happened? Maybe you tried years ago and there was some pushback and you've never discussed it again. Mm. Because I think that's a big one too for for many of us. We will something will happen or has happened in our marriage once, maybe twice, and that's just has become the status quo instead of us readdressing and addressing that question again. And when we when we just hold on to that one time that our spouse said no, we are limiting ourselves to being able to open up. 
mm-hmm. because you guys have grown, right? And if you're listening and you're being intentional and you're taking action in your six pillars of intimacy, your sexual intimacy is one of them that maybe it's time to go, you know what? We did try it once or, or it didn't work out the way we thought it would. And yet we've grown. Mm-hmm. We've learned some new things about each other and how we would react differently or how we do react in certain situations when it comes to sexual intimacy or you've just gone closer together. Like you, you've just bonded so much more by just being intentional around your sexual intimacy. So what happened 10 years ago when maybe you were newlyweds and it felt awkward and just like it, it just felt weird or whatever it may have been doesn't mean that that's where you are today. Yeah. And it's interesting as you start thinking through the nuances of what do these conversations look like, right? Because, you know, a few of the people were like, well, we just kind of fell into it. Like we were just there and we just, you know, we're like, you're here, I'm here. There's a spot for us to have sex. Let's do it. But for so many, I started to get curious. I'm like, what, what was the, what was the conversation behind all this? Mm. Right. What, what did it look like? Because I think it's important for us as you know, members of the one family to understand what did it look like for someone else? Because when you know what it looked like for someone else, when you know what, what their path was, I'm going to tell you all right now, you can actually borrow the strategies that we share that other people have used and found successful in the one family. And you can take them. That's why Mm -hmm. we share them with you. You can take them and put them into your marriage. You can try them, see if it works for you. You don't have to be like, well, that just worked for that couple. Or that just is what Tony and Lisa do. You can say, okay, you know what? Let me try it and see what this looks like for me. I mean, you know, we asked the question, how'd you get the courage to do, have sex wherever? And how'd you convince your spouse? Cause I want to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of you are like, okay, wait, yeah. Like I want to know too. Some said, you know, one person said, well, we were in a foreign country where no one knew us. And I could even say you, you can go to another city. You can go to another state. I mean, you don't even have to get into a foreign country to, to be somewhere where somebody doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could get away for a night at a place two hours away. And clearly, in, in, even here in Southern California, where Elisa and I know a ton of people in San Diego, we go two hours away into, say, Orange County or something. Very few people we would run into in Orange County that we actually know. We actually don't even tell people we're going. So that makes it a lot easier too, to well, not run into people. That, that's it too. But I'm just saying, you don't have to leave the country to go somewhere where sure. no one doesn't know you. You know, some folks said, you know, in terms of the courage and convincing, some said, you know, he suggested it or she suggested it. And I just want to say one thing there about having sex outside the bedroom. There are lots of women who are suggesting it to their husbands. Mm -hmm. So I I don't want you to be getting in this thing while it's always the guys that are suggesting having sex somewhere else. I, I clearly have the evidence, you guys, that that is not the case, right? One couple said, what was a dare? Some people said, you know, we were young. It was the excitement. And uh, truth be told, there were a few of you that needed a little liquid courage Mm -hmm. to do something at this level of different. Mm -hmm. We're just going to call it level of different. But what I found interesting in so many of the responses is that a lot of them were in the past, right? It wasn't like, hey, last week, it was like when we were young. Years ago, exactly, when we first got right? together, when we were first, th- there was, you know, not a quantifiable, it wasn't like people were saying 15 years ago or 20 years ago, but there was this sense as you were reading the responses that, that there was a passage of time, a substantial passage of time. Well, there, there, there was time. It wasn't like, 
hey, in the last, you know, last month or, mm-hmm. or anything of that nature, you could, you, you could, de- and, and obviously within the Facebook group, we can go through, we can look, we can see how long people have been married. We, we ask these questions within that, within the group. So we're understanding it's like, okay, you know, Prince has passed away. I don't know. I don't know when Prince passed at this point in time, but you know, Prince concerts at a, on a lawn. I mean, it's it's probably some years ago, right? Yeah, that um, one's easy to to timestamp. And even for and even for us, like I said at the at the top of the episode, even for us, it's been a while well, since we've had sex like outside like that. I mean, I know we've had sex on a balcony again, the cars on in the park on the top of Mount Baldy, things of that nature. We, we had sex on the trail at many different places and times just because mm-hmm. we'd be, we'd be hiking and heck, you're could. All, you, you could, it, it's summer and it's, you know, the beautiful, it's a beautiful night, it's 85 degrees. And it's like, nobody's around like, cool, let's have sex here. Um, and yet this question was interesting because again, I'm trying to think in the, in the recent past, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. But but what I want to bring it to now is that you know maybe maybe as we've aged and things like that we aren't getting like outside the house necessarily but it's looking at what and you know if we can bring this back into covid speak you know people aren't necessarily getting out of their house as much but what can you do outside of the bedroom? Right outside of True. the place where you sleep every night, because the the same the same intentionality it takes to go, you know, to the golf course or to the fire truck or you know to the cornfields or whatever is the same intentionality that it is to have sex outside of your bedroom in your own home. Yeah. Oh, oh it, you it, still have to. It's still intentional. Yeah, you you definitely still need to be intentional. I think trying to get outside of your house and come up with it can be if you're going to be intentional and take action about it can almost be a little bit easier. Because you are getting away from the home Mm -hmm. and where inside the home, the routine becomes very similar. Like, oh, okay, well, we're just, we're just here. Even for those of you who are doing the intimacy lifestyle, right? It can just be a little more like, hey, all right, I will say though, one way to change it up in your bed or even, you know, hey, take, if you want to go into your bathroom or something else, the liberator flip ramp that can switch it up. It's not taking it outside your bedroom. I understand, but it does help to change things up. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to that here if you want to check it out. But it it's a cool, it's a cool piece of positioning furniture. We'll call it that. Well, and and here's here's what it, you know comes into this mindset. It's breaking free of the well. This is how we always do it. Mm-hmm. Just just because you've always done it one way or you've done it one way for an extended period of time doesn't mean it has to be a. This is how we always. do are going to do it. You have permission, folks. Yes, does it take a little more intentionality sometimes to think about like what cleanup is going to look like or where the lube is? Yes. Does it bring a level of anticipation of going, oh, well, like I actually have to plan this. I have to think about when are the kids going to be out of the house or when is somebody going to be napping or when are we going to both be home during the day that we can make this happen? But you know what? There's nothing wrong with having a little forethought about what your sexual intimacy is going to be like. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I was going to say something too. As we're looking at this, sex outside the bedroom, it, this may be a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking through this even for Elisa and I as, as we're discussing this. This this would be more seasonal for us in, in, in all honesty. You come like late spring, summer, fall. 
I tend to find us to be more adventurous outside the bedroom. Hence why we're talking about this now. So you can have the forethought and start thinking about it. So when the springtime does come around or the, the summer does come around, you're, you're already like, oh, okay. Because in the winter months, it, it would be much more difficult. I, I can see Elisa's eyes like looking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be frigid. It's cold. I don't, you know, it's, it's not fun. Got it. So I'd rather her in this moment in time during the winter months, I'd rather us just be in bed or, or somewhere where we have the heater. Like we could have that heater on. But if you want to get outside your bedroom, having the forethought to go, hey, you know what? Yeah, it is cold. And that doesn't make it fun for either of us, you, you know, or unless you're like in the laundry room and you're running the dryer and it's nice and hot and it's a closed and it, it's an enclosed space and it heats up in there. You know, that may work for you. But all of us are going to be a little different when it comes to having sex outside the bedroom when we do look at temperatures. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Like when I was younger, would it have made a difference? No. But I'm not the 25 year old Tony, nor is Elisa the 24 year old Elisa. You know, we're in our 40s now. These things do come up in, in our mind and it's part of who we are. For some of you, it may not matter. You may be 16. You're like, who cares? Like, we, we grew up in, in the winters of Maine. Like it, it was fun to, you know, go, go out into the cabin or whatever you do in Maine. You know what I mean? To, I am so cold right now. To, I'm so, like to our, about- to our families and our couples in Maine. We love you. Well, and- I'm, and, but I'm just yeah. saying like, this may be one of those things though, that you, you can't force it during a season when you guys are just cold, because then it, it then it doesn't work. We want you to have success. Mm-hmm. So think about yourself, think about your spouse in that, and plan around it. On the other hand, solutions for that very scenario. Many of you have fireplaces. Use them. Um, we've True. had quite a few couples in the one family who, over the years, have shared with us that they will build their own, you know, like pillow forts. And things like that to kind of have a tent in the living room or, or whatever. I I, I understand a hundred percent. out there. A hundred percent. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. And for yet, us? for for you, it that I mean that fireplace would need to be be pumping out like a hundred and twenty degrees for you to be warm enough and comfortable enough. Yeah. In that situation, so that that's that's all I'm I'm saying is. This this episode in particular isn't one where you can listen to it and be like, okay, we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. It may happen because of the season you're listening to it, but again, realize where you're at. Like on the top of a fire truck in the middle of winter. Not happening. Probably not going to happen for, for many of us, but for some of you adventurous types who love the winter, rock on with your, with your bad self. This couple right here behind the microphones, wouldn't happen. Middle of summer? Yes. And it's one of those things. I mean, part of the conversation, yes, is seasonal. But but it's also, as we're talking about mindset and we're getting into this, it's also going, okay, what what's what are the concerns? Right? If you're having the conversation with your spouse and there's any type of resistance to that, they're like, oh, no, you know, and it's just kind of dancing around it. Then it's important for the two of you to, to start digging into what are the concerns? And how can we actually minimize those? Right. If it's, well, the teenagers might walk in legit. Mm -hmm. You have to be very intentional. Guess what? You don't, when the teenagers leave the house, you have that sweet little window where they might be running back and forth, you know, because they forgot something because it happens. And then, you know, they're going to be out for a few hours. Don't wait until the end of your window. Like be, be smart about this folks. 
have sex at the beginning of the window so that you're less concerned. Double lock the doors, put something in front. Like you can get creative and that adds to the anticipation. It adds to the excitement. Let me tell you something. Your sexual intimacy, and this this particular topic ties in so much with your emotional intimacy because mm-hmm. the two of you, there's got to be conversation around this. It isn't just like, I mean, sometimes it is, let's just have sex right here. But for the most part, especially if you're trying to have sex outside your bedroom in your home, the conversations have to be happening. You know, what what are you excited about? Right. What's the anticipation? What do we need to have nearby, whether it's lube or cleanup towels or whatever it is, just to make it easier for us to be focused? What blankets do we want to have? Do we want to make a, a, a fort? Do we, what is it that we want to create to, to just have a spark around this? You know, when, when we read all of those comments about where people had done it, there was something about the level of passion. Mm-hmm. There was something about the spark, whatever you want to call it, that was so significant, that kept just post after post after post. And the reason that I'm sharing that is because, and this goes even for Tony and I, I'm like, I I want one of those little flickers. I I want a little flame like that. Like what and I'm telling you guys, we're having the same conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking at schedules and and you know kids and where they're gonna be and things like that going, okay. When are we going to have sex out of the bedroom, outside the bedroom? What do we need to do as a couple, right? What do, because like I need my lube, right? I need lube, I need cleanup. Like I need to, but when those things are handled, you guys, and you may even have just a quick little kit that you're like, kids are gone, kids are napping, whatever it is, grab your little kit and you've got your living room, you've got everywhere. But here's the thing, you have permission to have sex outside your bedroom. You actually don't need it from us, but but I know some of you, If it helps if you hear it. You have permission. Go get adventurous this week. Yeah, get adventurous. I, I love it. No matter where you're at, no matter what time of year it may be, you can step outside your bedroom and have sex. So talk to your spouse. Start the conversation. Get the emotional intimacy going. Go on a walk and talk. Come up with some ideas. Pick one. Be intentional. Take action. That's what it's about. And And honestly, this conversation for Elise and I was just that. It's a conversation of us being able to go, you know what? It's time for us to do it as well. So just like you and the one family, we're going to continue this conversation. And we will. We will be intentional and we will take action to have sex outside our bedroom. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'd love to hear your hugs. So send them on in at hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Enjoy it. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.